My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 81 of The Kate Show. Today I'm talking about 10 surprising things that will grow your business. And I know a lot of you will find this episode especially intriguing because if you are detail oriented like me, you already understand that the design is in the details, the secret to success is in the details. And this is a language that you are already speaking, you just need to translate it over to your marketing. So here's the truth. It is the small and seemingly insignificant things that will grow your business and multiply your marketing the most. Success doesn't actually lie in one big event like that one special magazine feature that you prepared for for months or that collaboration or that TV spot or even the fact that you were featured on HGTV. That does not actually bring you success. Marketing your design, staging, or workroom business right into that state of success depends on the small details. The things you do consistently, the things you do wholeheartedly without wavering. And as someone like me who's been in business just long enough to see how these tiny details can play out, and as someone who has helped other businesses do the same, I'm sharing these top 10 surprising things that will actually grow your business. And guess what? It's not going to take a ton of time or a ton of money. It's just going to take deliberate action on your part. So if you're ready to scale your business and kick it into high gear, you're not going to want to miss this episode. Before we do that, however, I want to share this week's top review. It's a five-star review from VA Brit. And Britt says, Kate's advice is honest, easily applicable, and well-timed with events in the industry. I love listening in each week for a dose of marketing wisdom. Thank you so much, Britt. I appreciate that. And if you guys listening have not given me a rating or a review on iTunes yet, would you please go do that? It really helps more of the right people find this podcast and get the help their business needs. So I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate all feedback. But hey, I will take a five-star review. Totally, hands down. All right, guys, let's dive into today's episode. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Your most impressive magazine feature is not as impressive to your clients as the fact that you called them personally to see how they were loving their home after install day, or the sympathy card you sent to a new client who you saw on social media had just lost their dog. That speaks way louder than any HGTV interview you could have ever had. And that celebrity home you staged is not as memorable as the mid-range home you helped sell above and beyond your client's asking price at a time when they desperately needed the cash flow. You see, it's the small actions, the purpose-driven passion in your heart, the little ways in which you make moments memorable or the mundane experiences easier for your leads and clients, those are what grow your business and your brand and help you gain a new level of notoriety. If you're looking for concrete ways to show up in the small spaces and fill the gaps and ultimately set yourself apart, you're going to want to grab a pen because I'm about to drop 10 tips on you that 
will ultimately change how you're running your business, but not in a overhaul it, rebrand it, start from scratch kind of way. No, just in an easy, everyday activity kind of way. The first tip is this. Keep yourself as the face of your company and the main point of contact even when you have a team. So you may not have a team right now. You might be a one-woman show, a one-man show, and there's so much beauty and power and connection in that. But you will likely take on assistance at some point. You might even get a business partner. No matter how big your company gets, don't get too big for your britches. No matter how wealthy your clients are or how big your team is or how large of a service area you cover, you're still a human whose main goal is to serve other humans at the highest level. So guys, don't hide behind your services. Don't let your humanity get taken away from you or bowled over by the fact that you have so many projects and so many beautiful photos and so much publicity coming your way that suddenly you just don't have time for that person-to-person phone call or that conversation or that text with a client. Now, I do want to give you guys a little example of why I feel this is the number one tip that you should always follow in your business. As my team has grown here uh, at Socialite, not everyone who contacts Socialite ends up hearing back from me personally. If someone else on the team responds to their question, that potential customer will remain pretty standoffish until they get on the phone with me. And it's not because I'm all that, it's just because I'm the face of the company and I'm a real person with an actual voice on the other end of the phone. And anyone who contacts me is expecting a reply from me. And while this isn't always possible, just because, guys, I get a lot of messages, I'm making every effort to increase my personal communication with leads and customers because the moment I take myself out of the business is the moment something starts to waver or decrease or fluctuate in a way that is not so good. So whatever you do, keep yourself as the face of your company. The second tip I have for you is this. Tell your leads and potential clients what a day in your career life is like. You might think they know what you do, but they don't. Trust me. You can really help reduce their fear of the unknown by elaborating on exactly what you do, whether you are a designer, a stager, or a workroom. How will they know how you can help them if they really aren't sure exactly what you do or why you do it? Be sure to include a description of your ideal client, your favorite type of project, and one or two fun facts that they likely don't already know about you. This really goes back to my first point of being that main point of contact and that source of personal connection, the one that facilitates a relationship between your business and these other people. Now, keep in mind that listing the specifics of what you do or listing the specifics of who your ideal client is will not alienate people who are not your exact ideal client. And it also won't turn away projects that aren't your favorite project type. But what it will do is show your followers that you know exactly what you're doing, that your career requires extensive knowledge, and that you are well worth every penny. Showcasing a day in the life via Instagram or a Facebook story, a blog post, or a video does wonders for increasing the perceived value that people have of you and enhancing the personality in your business, which is essentially your personality, both of which make it easier for people to trust you and pay you the big bucks. 
My third tip is something that I say a lot, and I'm not always so redundant, but I do feel that it's worth repeating. You need to avoid offering discounts, sales, or free consults as part of your marketing. Free or discounted words in your marketing will attract bargain hunters, which in all honesty is like the worst client type ever. If you're trying to get more clients who can afford to pay you, offering them a discount won't help. and that really is turning them away because they're not looking for someone who's cheap. They're looking for someone who can help them. In fact, your pricing is rarely the culprit while your perceived value most often is the bigger problem if you're struggling to get new clients. The bottom line is you can charge whatever you want for your services and be able to sell them successfully if you can also prove that you are worth that dollar amount. The first step to doing that is believing in your own value and in the benefits you can bring to other people. The next step is showing that value through a really good visual representation of who you are, which means that your logo and your website aren't DIY. Your bio images are not outdated and your portfolio is high quality, even if it's small. Remember, you have to put out the right image to attract the right client, but going the easy or lazy route of trying to offer a discount in order to get that one-time sale is not going to benefit your business. Focus instead on looking high-end so you can attract the high-end client. And it's not like putting a costume on yourself or your business. Don't try to be something that you're not, but be authentic and realize that you are worth the money and so is your business. Therefore, you should have no qualms and no guilt around standing in your space and saying, hey, these are my rates and they're not up for negotiation. My fourth tip is this. You need to follow up with last year's clients ask if they need anything, and then ask them to refer you. How many times have you been so focused on getting new clients that you forgot about the clients you already have in your database? Now, I'm not suggesting that you try to book more projects with these people because heaven knows there's only so many times you can update their window treatments in a given year, but you shouldn't also just assume that you're completely done serving them either. Maybe a new need came up. Maybe they've changed houses or purchased a second home. If you're a home stager, maybe you need to revisit your real estate connections because real estate's always changing. In the very least, perhaps these past clients would happily refer you to their friend or family member who really needs your help. Don't wait for these referrals to happen spontaneously, however. Go ask for them. And if you're wondering, okay, but how on earth do I do that? Well, you can easily send them an email and you can send it to everyone at once using a tool like MailChimp, or you could send it to each person individually just from your regular inbox. But all you have to do is say, hey, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a while. Do you have anything that I can help you with? Or do you know of anyone who needs my help? There's no shame in asking those questions. And really, it's more so shame on you if you don't. It's just good customer service. The fifth tip I have for you might sound a little bit awkward and you might wonder why on earth would I suggest you do this? Well, I'll tell you what it is and then I'll tell you why you should do it. You need to follow up with the leads who did not hire you and ask them why. And this might sound crazy, but you'll learn more about your marketing effectiveness from the people who don't hire you versus the ones that do. If you have leads that fit your ideal client persona, but they just won't move forward with you, 
you might be self-sabotaging somewhere in your marketing. Maybe part of your messaging is misaligned with them. Maybe the impression they get of you is not the impression you intended to put out there. So sending a final follow-up email to them saying, hey, you know, so-and-so, sorry we haven't been able to work together. Would you mind sharing why you chose to go a different direction? That's one of the most helpful questions you'll ever ask. And by the way, guys, I ask this of my customers and clients almost every day because, yeah, I don't land every project. Thankfully, I have so many leads coming in that it's okay, but we have to understand that there is no such thing as landing every project. There is no such thing as the perfect marketing strategy or the perfect delivery. We have to know why people choose not to work with us and perhaps their reasons just make sense. Maybe they don't have the money at the moment. Maybe they are just not ready to move forward because of other personal life circumstances. That's completely fine. But if someone says something to the uh, line of, I don't think that you're a good fit because it looks like you do X, Y, Z. And if they state something that isn't true, that is your opportunity to say, oh, no, no, let me tell you exactly how we serve our clients. And who knows, you might end up working with that person after all. So make sure that you understand why people aren't working with you. Just like you ask people who do work with you, hey, where did you find out about me? Or what made you wanna work with me? That's also a question I get to ask people daily, several times a day, and it's the best question because then it tells me, these are my marketing avenues that are working. And then if I get the occasional one who says, mm, no thanks, I can also find out where my marketing might not be working. And I suggest that you do the same. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. Tip number six is this. Install a book a discovery call feature on your website and you can also put it in your email signature. Now this simply means you could use Calendly or Acuity Scheduling and it's as simple as adding a link to your website or your emails so that people can book a call with you in a way that's easy for them and doesn't disrupt your schedule. Because while you shouldn't have 24-7 availability, setting aside a few hours just two days a week or something to allow new leads to book a call with you can really increase the number of new clients you get each month. What I've found is often the only barrier between us as business owners and the leads that we miss is the fact that they can't easily reach us. And let's face it, they might be too lazy to email us directly. But you know what? I'm that way too, and I bet you are as well. We just want to talk to a human, for goodness sake. We don't want to send out an email to who knows where and 
and who in the company is going to read it and will they actually respond we don't know so make it easy for people to get in touch with you and make it easy for you to maintain good boundaries. So set aside a few hours, just one or two days a week to take those phone calls from your potential new leads. Okay, tip number seven, be extra specific about the type of client you serve and then tailor your services to them. Remember guys, emotion converts and specificity sells. If your ideal client can recognize himself or herself in your marketing, if they feel understood by you, and if they see that your services or products were meant for them, your bank account will reflect that, believe me. Plus, if you're really specific and intentional about the services that you offer, you're going to look a lot more professional as well. Saying that no job is too big or too small, or that you do it all, are not selling points and they will discourage the more serious clients from working with you. Just like we go to a specialist when we have a special problem instead of a general practitioner, there are certain real estate agents, investors, contractors, homeowners who don't want someone who can do it all. They want someone who will manage an entire project for them in a very specific way. So make sure that you are the specialist and not the general. Tip number eight, use an online client portal to onboard your clients and manage your projects. I mean, guys, if you're still keeping a paper file of your clients and projects, you've likely experienced a lot of frustration when it comes to losing paperwork, leaving it on your desk when you really needed it on the job site, the slow process of gaining client approval or obtaining signatures, and then of course there's the dreaded invoicing phase. And not only is that system archaic, but it also really slows down your efficiency and makes it look like you're not keeping up with the times. It also pushes your overhead way, way up because either you have to spend the hours taking care of these things or someone else on your team does. Either way, it is money lost for you. If you think about all the hours that you've spent on paperwork and invoicing and all those other admin things that could be automated, I mean, it kind of can make you sick. These days, there are entire platforms that will do this stuff for you and make it really easy. Uh, a few that come to mind right away would be My Doma Studio. I know a lot of you guys use that. And if you're a window treatment or upholstery workroom, you may have even heard of one called Quippa. Quippa is pretty new to the market, but it is fabulous. And if you want to look it up, just go look up quipa.com. That's quippa.com. And these platforms will help you with sourcing and ordering and They'll have client porters, portals you can use and an invoicing system. It's just so nice and simple. And there are templates you can use to make sure that you reduce the errors in your business because obviously no project is going to be perfect or error free, but you can really reduce the number of errors if you're using a good system and getting your team on a good system and putting your subcontractors on that system as well. Keeping everything organized is really important if you intend to grow your business in any fashion. Tip number nine, schedule your social media posts a month in advance and make sure each post supports a business goal that you have. Yes, guys, we are getting strategic as heck here. Benefits of scheduling your social posts ahead of time really can't be overstated. I mean, you're going to save time batching your content and getting in the zone to write good captions or curate the right photos. 
And while you're at it, you'll also be able to copy and paste your hashtags from one post to the next in just a few seconds, instead of taking a full minute to type them out for each Instagram post or trying to remember the keyword that you put in your phone that will bring up all the hashtags. You'll also be able to make sure that you are talking to your ideal client because again, your brain is going to be in the zone, which means that you'll always keep in mind, okay, does this post appeal to my ideal client? Am I talking to them or am I just talking to everyone or am I just talking to hear the sound of my own voice? You'll also be able to make sure that your posts align with the services that you want to promote that month. Because why post about upholstery if you really just want more drapery projects, right? So make sure that you schedule your posts in advance. You can use Facebook's built-in scheduling tool, or you could use a third-party tool like Hopper HQ or Hootsuite or Tailwind to get this done. Now, since you don't need to post more than three times a week, you only need to schedule 12 posts for the entire month. That is so not intimidating. You sit down for one hour at the end of each month to get posts ready for the next month, and then you won't have to worry about your social media for 30 straight days. Let me tell you guys, it is heaven. This is a system I use for my multiple social media accounts, and it's also the system we use for our clients' social media accounts. It works really well. Now, I would suggest you be careful scheduling out more than a month in advance because you do need to make sure that your posts are still timely and flexible. So if you're scheduling out 60 to 90 days, you better hope there's no big changes in your business that you would need to adapt to or talk about. So just keep with a 30-day schedule. It works so well. Tip number 10, show your face on Instagram stories and Facebook stories and even a few regular posts if you're comfortable with it. You've got to remember that your face is an avenue for true connection. Stop worrying about your appearance and just hop on Instagram stories and share a project that you have in the works or get on Facebook Live and share a tour of your latest install, or just talk, share your day, share something you learned, share something beyond your business that fires you up and makes you wanna take action. Or you can even share your reason for being in business in the first place. People are always going to remember a face a lot longer than an image or a graphic, and they will remember a moment of true connectivity with you over a pretty photo any day. So remember, don't hide behind your services. Don't hide behind your work. Share your work, share your services. That's great. But don't forget to share you because you are the one who walks into people's homes or into their real estate listings and makes the difference that they're paying for. Your business is you. It is not something robotic or cold or corporate. So this takes us full circle to our first point again. You have to keep yourself as the face of the business. You have to make sure that your business never loses its humanity. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, any resources I have mentioned will be in the show notes. So links to Calendly, Acuity, My Doma Studio, and Quippa. If you are interested in those things, please go check out the show notes at thekateshowpodcast.com. And I will see you guys over there. Until then, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.